we are recording. I'm reading a book my therapist recommended called Complex PTSD mm. from Surviving to Thriving by Pete Walker. By the way, this is only yesterday tangents, baby. Only yesterday tangents. Um, we're not your therapist. This is not therapy. You already know this. You already know this. If you have to ask again, I swear I'm going to slap you in the back of the head. Yo, he going to get you. With my voice, not really. With, with the voice, right? We, we ain't about yeah. to like attack our listeners. But, no. But for sure, this is not therapy. It can't be therapy. Don't take it as therapy. No. So what do you call the therapist of a therapist? A therapist. A grand therapist. A grand therapist. Okay. <laughs> I grand. saw that on a meme. Um, good, meme. good memes. Yeah. So uh, I'm working through some of my own kind of trauma, you know, because I haven't really dealt with it. Right, right. Um, and so I'm reading Complex PTSD by Pete Walker, and it's a really good book. Um, Word. It's a lot of like, have you heard of inner child work? Inner child? I mean. Healing the inner child? I mean, now that you say it, it it sounds familiar, right? Like, yeah. as you say it, my brain yeah. makes it happen. Right? There, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's going back to kind of like your childhood. Right. And the events that shaped like how you think and the events that shaped what you expect from the world. So if you had a shitty parent or an absent parent or whatever. Right, right. Sometimes you can have flashbacks that relate to those feelings in a situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, if I get in trouble at work, I go back to that little child who was scared, you know, kind of feeling. Sure. Um, so it's a lot about giving that child what it needs, you know? Right. Okay. Whether yeah. that's validation or that's, you know, whatever it is. For me, it's anger. Like, I needed to be angry as a self-defense. Right. You know? Okay, so like... As a child, you needed to have been angry or like now? Yeah, I, I needed... Well, go ahead. Or I'm just like, just for clarification, or like now yeah. you need to feel angry as a self-defense. Like, was it... Both. Both, okay. Yes. So, before, just real quick, did you feel anger as a child or was it... I felt... No? I felt... I blamed myself. Oh, so it was more like sorrow type? More like victim, like kind of helplessness. Hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, right. I, I, need, I, I thought it was my fault, mm. you know, right? everything that I went through. Um and so I go back to that. Like if somebody says like, Hey, I need to talk to you at work, you know, kind of thing. And then they bring up something like, Hey, you said this, I go back to that little child and I start feeling that same kind of like, kind of like the world crashing down. I don't know how to describe it. It's just kind of like right. that thing that they're talking about or that anxiety I'm feeling is the only thing that exists. Mm. And all my other senses are kind of dimmed and all my other whatever's and it's just focused on that. And that's all I can think about. Yeah, no, I feel that. Like, your world is just being torn asunder, and this is what made it happen. Yeah, and it physically makes me sick. Like, No, I bet. It hurts my stomach. I have stomach issues because of it. Um, I get tired and fatigued. Mm. Um, what else do I get? I get really, like, angry and irritable, and I right. get really, like, if I go t- without talking to you for a while, it's probably because of something like that. Yo. You know? And just to... Uh just to let y'all know, today we're actually discussing complex trauma. Yes. And so I I want to like, just real quick, I think that's like, that's great. I thank you for being vulnerable, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like letting everybody know what you've been feeling. And like <clears throat> when we discuss trauma, you know, we discuss trauma in many different ways, right? Like yeah. we, you've heard it on the podcast. Um, if you can't, you can probably just imagine some ways that someone might experience trauma. Yes. And so when we say complex trauma, like- Imagine for me, this is the way that I broke it down. It helped for me to understand like 
the difference between someone just randomly getting their arm cut off, boom, holy cow. That is a that lot sucks. of trauma. That's that a sucks. lot of trauma, bro. You yeah. know, like you get the freaking, your arm's freaking gone now. You have to deal with that emotionally. Yeah. You have to deal with the psychological stress. Like, that's definitely traumatic, 100%. Not taking that away from you. Yeah. Now compound that. Now let's say someone gets their arm cut off because they were they were needed to pay a debt because their parents were in a gang. And compound that with the fact that the person had no choice whether or not to be associated with their parents' involvement yeah. in this gang. And then compound that with whatever local or, you know, overarching, you know, political bodies that are not there to set these protections up so that this type of stuff doesn't happen to people. Yeah. And then compound that. Right. It's just like. You just described kind of what it feels like to be a minority. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's a weird headspace to be in all the time. I can't describe it, but so whenever I hear about like internment and we'll, we'll do a whole fucking Uh, episodes, 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 series, um, Japanese internment. I, I wasn't there, obviously. Mm-hmm. My my dad wasn't there. My grandparents were hardly there. They were right. like little kids. I feel like I go back to that, and I feel helpless again, and mm. I feel unvalued, and I feel kind of worthless, and I feel kind of like society's set up so that I can't succeed. Yeah, and it's a hard feeling to like just harbor, just to yeah. have with you, right? And yeah. so then I think, I mean, because I've felt that too. It's like many points in my life. Yeah. And so the the question then becomes, you know, what do you do? What can you do with that? You know? Yeah. So we can take these <clears throat> feelings of, you know, having this complex trauma. And of course, the first thing we got to do, process that shit. Like, yeah. first and foremost, you got to take a hard objective look at what you now understand reality to be versus what you understood it to be at the time of the trauma. And then... I mean, if you need therapy, you know, go do that. Help yourself break down and work through, walk through at whatever stage you feel comfortable, you know, that trauma. So then you can, you know, first and foremost, boom, process that shit. Secondary, what can you do about it? Once you've processed that shit, like make a difference. Like mm-hmm. you can many, 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 many times I hear people say, you know, because of my past, like, oh, what was me? Like, I'm always a victim. I, I never get anything that I want. Oh, and and for some people, that's fair, okay? For some people, that's true. Some people just get bullied and slammed with life, and, and it sucks, absolutely. However, <clears throat> we have a lot that we can do. We can take our trauma and say, because of this, I'm not going to be that person that I saw the other day or the person that I was the other day or whatever. Like, you can make a difference or you can help someone else who is going through some something similar like understand from your perspective, right? Not even trying to tell them what to do with their life, just to be like, so this is what happened when I had went through it and this is what I had felt. So take that information, you know, take it or leave it, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm going to back us up to the beginning, like kind of how to know if you have complex trauma versus just PTSD, mm-hmm. you know? Because I thought I just had generalized anxiety, which I do. And I also want to say, Just like with my clients, like if I disclose something to my lovely listeners, um, it's to help you, you know, I'm not looking for like validation from you, you know, you guys aren't my therapists, you know, for real, but this is, this is just to help y'all because, you know, some of y'all have yet to process some things and some of you are 
still trying to process and we're trying to help. And that's okay because I, I'm 27 and I just started processing some of it, you yeah, know? And that's okay. And so, um, how to know if you have complex trauma versus just PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, so the diagnosis, let me pull that up real quick, but right, go ahead. it's, it's different. Um, it's an actual diagnosis. It's not in the DSM five, which is what we use here in the United States and around the world. Um, but it is in the, uh, ICD 10, which is, um, like an actual, it's like, it's, it's one of the, di- like the diagnostic, like authorities kind of thing. So, okay. Okay. So like Mr. Brooks said, it's, it's, it's like layers, more layers of trauma. So if you had one event, you know, as awful as that event was, you know, it can cause something, but it's complex PTSD is having multiple events or having a lifetime of events or a single prolonged event. Right, right, right. Like if you're in jail, I'd say that that could turn into CPTSD pretty quickly. It definitely has potential for sure. I work with lots of clients who either just got out of jail or have been in jail for prolonged periods. And they said it was kind of, it was hard. Absolutely. And it's supposed to be. I mean, it's supposed to be. It's jail. It's not, it's it's not mistaken, (laughs) you know, like, right. You're not on vacation. Yeah. So yeah, the difference mainly is that um, it has more to do, like, so here it is. So you have persistent, like, negative self-views, you know? Mm. Like, um, you feel like it's your fault, you feel ashamed, you feel uh, helpless, you know? Right, right. Um, And this is from a site called Solstice East. Um, You have fixed world, negative worldview. So basically... (laughs) Sounds okay. Keep going. Yeah, bro. It's like it's like you're reading a story about me. It's great. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> the the sto- I'm this is this is a side tangent. We should write books like this, children's books, but mm. about mental health issues, like with pictures. Hmm. Like like creative to educate kids and right. parents. Right. Right. That would make us some buku bucks. I mean, don't take that idea. Please, uh, we're we're working on it already. So if we see it out yes. there in the streets, we're going to get you. Yes. Okay. So fixed negative worldview. So that means kind of like based on the repeated trauma, you think that everything is lost or you feel like you lose your faith in society, you right. know, which is pretty easy to do. Um, so you dissociate too. You detach from the trauma. Yep. Um, so from the emotions, from the memories, from the physical part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have preoccupation with people involved in the trauma. Hmm. So, um, you fixate on whether it's hatred or intense admiration or, Yo. yeah. Okay. It's, it's really funny. You said that, um, yeah. because throughout my life, um, had a bunch of trauma as well. And so there was, welcome to the I club. Was, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Been here, bro. Y'all need to fix the freaking AC units in this motherfucker, bro. It's hot. But um, so what I'm saying is there's um, my dad um, wasn't the best person in the world. Um, but he also wasn't the worst, but he definitely wasn't the best. Like, I mean. Can I bring up something, too, that is part of complex trauma that you just did? I Sure. So part of it, as reading the book, is minimizing that trauma. So you said he wasn't the worst person in the world, but he wasn't the best. Yep. It's part of like treating the trauma and like healing your inner child is accepting like 
No, this was bad. This was bad for yeah, me. This is this was shitty. Sucked. This fucking sucked. It was bad. Your dad may not have been like a Gestapo or like one of the concentration camp officers, but that you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, he if if, if he was in Germany, it probably wouldn't be too far off. Yeah. So but don't yeah. don't minimize that. You know, like sure, sure. Just saying, my dad wasn't the best. Yo, he was not, he, for sure, hundred thousand million percent okay. was not the best person, bro. Time in, and so it's time in, it's so my like you're saying the fixation on the people involved with the trauma. Like after he had passed, um, I had thought and I forgiven him at the time when I was in the Air Force and like and all that shit. And so I was like, mm, I wonder if he understood or knew that because of the actions that those actions would cascade into these behaviors and then these behaviors would cascade into, you know, who we are today type of thing. And for years I wanted, I, I wanted to know why, like for what reason, like why would you do this? Like, like yeah. as, as a, as a, um, as a parent, as a creator, um, for what? But but again, I mean, I'll, I'll y'all never, can't hear this. This is me disapprovingly shaking my head. Disapprovingly shaking his head. But uh, <clears throat> I know that you know whether or not I get that answer is like I know it'll never be from him. But it's like I have to make peace with the fact that I won't get that answer. So I have to make sense of the world the best way that I can from my perspective. And that's just hard. <laughs> that's part of the battle. I mean, moving yeah. on from just. I have, want to hear about another shitty dead guy. Sure. Okay. This guy's dead, so he didn't care. <laughs> um, fuck. I've talked about him a little bit, but I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll peel back the curtains a little. So my grandpa, mm. um, the Pakistani one. Okay. So I never met him, but he died when I was three. Okay. The reason being is because he... Um, wait, wait, wait. The reason he passed or the reason you never met him? Probably both (laughs) he died of a heart failure Mm. like a heart attack so it could be stress from what he did i don't know sure sure um so he was a muslim man Mm -hmm. um because pakistan was created as kind of a refuge for indian muslims you know so anyway so he had this fixation with like mormonism Mm -hmm. and so he would move the family like states to escape mormons and they'd be there the next door, like their next door neighbors would be Mormons. They'd move again. Like, so he had like a fixation, <laughs> like as an aversion. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to get away from. He hated Mormons. Mormons. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay, he moved our family all over the place, right? Right. Um, I'm just, just the gears are turning here. Just trying to. I don't want to t- tell all of it because right, of course, y'all I mean, don't need to know all my shit. Right. You know? Just like I didn't tell y'all all of it. Y'all don't need to know. But anyway. <clears throat> Let's just say there was a falling out in my family, mm-hmm. um, which he basically just called us up and said, yo, you're not my family anymore. I'm never talking to you again. Wow. Click. And so I was three when he died. Mm-hmm. So one of my first traumatic memories is remembering my mom just sobbing and me on Like I, I was three. So obviously what am I going to do? You right. know? Um, I got her some water. She Yo. didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want the water, but the gesture, dude. Yeah. That's powerful. That's that's all I knew how to do at the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think I'd seen it on TV or something, honestly. Wow. Um, so that's, but like that helplessness, you know, <clears throat> and just like 
my lifetime, I'm I still hate the bastard. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck him okay. in the dirt. Well, Yo, actually, I his mean, ashes. So I, never mind. I didn't say that, but. I mean, if that's how you feel, bro, that's how I'm, you I'm, feel. I'm saying that about my grandfather. Sure, you, sure. Yeah, you bro. can feel however you want about your daddy, you know? <laughs> you guys could have seen my face. Okay. I did Wait. that on purpose. Um, so, yeah, my... So, I, I grew up with this unknown figure mm-hmm. who had fucked my life over, I felt, because I just felt abandoned by him. I felt, I, I felt like he didn't love me or something. I, I had those... And this kind of <clears throat> this kind of spins into more of the treatment for CPTSD. But I had these kind of thinking errors that I must have done something to make him not love me enough to see me because he saw my 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 cousins and they all had good relationships with him. Damn, you know. Um, and everybody. And this is another thing. This is a polar, he's a polarizing figure in our family because there's people that adore him and deny sure. the years of abuse and. Sure. All that shit that he inflicted. Anyone who has made any sort of influence is a polarizing figure. If you don't have haters, yeah. then well, like, that's that. This motherfucker. I'm not saying like what did he a did lot was of great. shit. Right, he right, did right. a lot of shit. I, I, for the, <laughs> let me just let me clarify. I'm not praising this man. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, no matter what you do in life, you are always going to be the bad guy in someone's story. Period. Yes, and and again, I'm not praising. I'm sure he didn't do a great job. Okay, that's some it. people are the bad guy in everybody's story. Right, like Hitler. Okay, my, we're comparing I mean, my grandpa to Hitler. I'm yes, not, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, like you said, some people are the bad guys yeah, yeah, in everyone's yeah. story. Right, like Hitler's a bad guy in okay, everyone's story. I'm I'll not say saying that you're he had similar political views to Hitler. <laughs> this isn't helping. <laughs> no, it's not. But he did. Like, I'm no, I'm being dead ass serious. Like, oh man, he um, so he was a Muslim, right? Mm. And he was old school Muslim, like from the old country, you know, like right. he was born in India before Pakistan existed. Like there was no Pakistan. He moved there right. like as a, as a teenager. So he grew up like old school. So like, for example, he hated Jews. Hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I say similar views to Hitler. Seems problematic. Very problematic, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So he was just. A polarizing figure and there's people that adore him mm-hmm. like i won't say who because i don't want to get in trouble with them and have them call me up and say why you know kind of thing but for me in my branch of the family we hate him mm-hmm. and he's a very traumatic figure for us like my grandma one christmas made a video of him like a compilation and didn't tell us and showed it to us as a family Okay. And so some of them were like crying because they were happy and we were crying because we were traumatized. <laughs> uh, yo, okay. I don't know why, but like in my brain, I, I, I saw that going a different way. Like, okay, just, okay, keep going, keep going. And if, so anyway, we're talking about kind of the different responses and um, kind of with my example, you know, there, I think this was in the, this might've been in another book about healing the inner child. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, so it, it's the four F. So it's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Okay. Right? So those are the responses to that were just genetically. And so when we say fawn, we mean like, oh my God, what a great being. What a great character. Yes. This we don't mean is. the deer. Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. We don't mean other stuff. Right. They don't, they don't turn into an animal right in front no. of you. It doesn't, no. it doesn't work like that. So anyway, um, fight. Yeah. So that tends to turn into kind of more narcissistic kind of if you if you kind of align it with like personality disorder spectrum 
mm-hmm. you know? So, and then there's the freeze, which is me, where you freeze in the face of danger. And that's more the obsessive compulsive. Right. And then there is flight, flight. which is more anxiety ridden. I'm going to extricate myself from yeah. the situation. As yeah, detached. As and then there's fawn, which is you, you, uh, your trauma is fused with kind of adoration of the person, kind of like Stockholm syndrome. This makes so much sense towards hybristophiliacs. Like people that like crime. People, people who are attracted to people who do crimes. Yeah, you fawn. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um so some people they they turn it into a kind of they learn that to survive, you know, you have to adore and you have to kind of mm-hmm. like this person or this whatever is a a threat. But in order to survive, like this, we're talking about survival, you have to make them like you. You have to be desirous to them, you know? They, they're a big threat, but yeah. I'll be safe with them. It's kind of like with um, people that get into relationships with abusive people. Yeah. Where they keep, they keep choosing the abusive people over and over. It's, it's similar to that. That's what the trauma comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, speaking of abuse, we actually, we're going to be, we're going to be doing a series on domestic violence. Yeah. That's a little little shout out. I'm excited. No, that's a bad way to phrase it. I'm looking forward to sharing my insights. Yeah, bro. I'm not excited about talking about domestic abuse or whatever. But DV is a very, like, fascinating, like, just the the treatment and the process is just kind of, I'm intrigued by it. Right, right. No, for sure. And so, when we discuss, like, the, the complex trauma and the personalities that come from it like i think another thing which is so interesting is the the variable responses right so people will either fight flight freeze or fawn the four s and so what i think is absolutely to me anyway i think it's fascinating like you can take the same person put them in the same circumstance and like in any of and I mean, like, we're doing this as an experiment. Yeah. Right? Like, like lab rats. Somebody, right? Yeah, essentially, <laughs> right? We take a person or we take a thing and we put it in this particular circumstance and they're likely to do one of these four things, right? Yeah. And we don't know exactly which one. It just depends on, you know, that person's experience, their perspective on, you know, what is going on in front of them, what's, what they've been through beforehand that brought them to this point. I, I don't know, dude. I think that shit is just, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Human interaction is wild so i i agree and i i found um so the defense types is a defense basically right i I pulled it up so yeah the fight type like i said narcissistic Mm -hmm. um and a little bit of narcissism actually in pete walker's book is healthy that's that's yeah exactly that's not to say that people who fight are all are all narcissists all of these things are good in moderation you know if you're um for example if you're at war Mm-hmm. And the only answer is to make peace and surrender. That would fall into more the fawning mm. type, you know. That's the example he used in the book. Like evolutionarily, if there was another group of people taking you over, you might have just have to surrender to them, and you know. And so, I mean, I can I can understand how that can be associated with fawn, but I don't I I don't agree that it is you know to the extent that we're fawning over who we're surrendering to, right? Like we're just trying to survive. Hey, I fold here. I, f- I yield, take my shit. Okay. There you go. Like, I'm not saying that I'm fucking in love with you. Teach me how to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't write the book. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. And so the fight 
um, the flight type is obsessive compulsive more in their pathology, you know, kind of, um, like they they tend to get scared and they tend to kind of, um, like me, just the person you're looking across. This is, this is the example. You you want to leave this situation and go back to something more comfortable. Yes. Yes. Um, so you're planning and worrying. Um, so the freeze type is dissociative. So when you freeze, you dissociate. So with trauma, um, many people describe not remembering they go cold or they freeze and they, you know, um, and I have this too, where I describe it like, it feels like all my senses are dimmed. And the only thing in my mind is that thing that I'm worried about. And I'm frozen. Like I can't feel anything else. Yep. It's numb. Yep. I've, I've had a brief experience with that. Yeah. Um, It's scary. It was weird. Yeah. And then, um, the fawn type and codependent defense. Mm. So this is what yep, we're talking yeah, yep. to codependent and, um, yeah, so this is, um, w- real quick. Codependent means having unhealthy boundaries, um, having kind of you're depending on the other person or you are basically trying to play along with them, even though it's not a healthy right. situation. Yes. And, to clarify, um, I was just like in regards to war. I yeah. don't know that we're like funny, but when it comes to like interpersonal relationships, like sure. ab- absolutely, which is sure. precisely why we have hypersensitivity, yeah. right? Like it's just yeah. So yeah. I, so yeah, no, I you're you're good. I understand. Um, and I might have fucked some of that up. So I don't know if it's just me or if it's him. Yo, um, if you want to clarify, you read the book and then you let us know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Do your do the research too. That'd be fun. We can have a out. book club. We need researchers. We can have a book club. We do need researchers. Um, that might be a thing where I we mean, have like a researcher who helps like do research, bro. Like that. Yeah, so so once, who has a background in like the social scientists. Once we get more uh, official, once we get more expanded. Then once we start making money to Boop-boop pay bucks. a researcher to help yeah. us with research, because again, we're trying to get y'all a lot of fucking information between two people, and uh, we're the, doing we're doing our best. This is like Breaking Bad, where we're in the RV still. My man cooking. loves Breaking. Bad. I love fuck. I just watched it. I just watched it again with my I mother. Just rewatched it. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, like you said, like we're literally recording in my basement right now. And yeah. So, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to hear this information. So whether we're in a basement, whether we're recording outside, I don't care. Y'all need to hear it. I'm looking at a piano. I'm looking at a drums. I'm looking at a fucking rainbow flag and a Raiders flag. It's actually not a rainbow flag. That's the fucking flag of like a galaxy, bro. Uh, so, it has all the colors in it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to break this down, but you're right. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying we're not, we're not, we're not like in a studio. Right. We, so we are doing the best with what we've got. Yeah. And we will continue yeah. to give you the best of what we got. Yeah. So back to the fawning thing, um, evolutionarily, like when you met another group, you know, that could overtake you, mm. instead of dying, join them right. kind of thing. That's what I meant, you know? Right. And so, yeah. And, and with that, I understand, right? Yeah. We're for survival. Like we're talking, yeah. if it means I need to surrender, right? If it's yeah. like, yo, here, you take my shit, take my weapons. Eh, fuck this is trash i hate this but like when when my when my people like survived the ashes of their own defeat and tokyo was burned they did not put up pictures of like harry truman and yeah. worship him you ain't see a bunch of american flags they just said okay we're world. done we're done yeah so there you go yeah anyway so um then that goes back to kind of 
those four defenses and where some people might love my grandpa mm -hmm. and some people hate him. The, the, it's those trauma defenses, you know? Right. And so... What we were talking about earlier. Yes. And so those kind of things can kind of um, form like a ball of fuckiness is what I like to call it. It's just, man likes the term fucky. It's from Trailer Park Boys. I, precisely why I've never heard of it. <laughs> All right, here we go. So um, it, it, it's like having like like clogged pipes in your head, basically. Like if your mind's clogged, you know, and certain things catch. Hmm. So you could go throughout your life and then suddenly like something happens and it reminds you and you have those flashbacks that we talked about. Yep. You start feeling like a child again or you start feeling anxious or you start feeling whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, those are the responses. And so the treatment for all of those is different. Right. Like a little bit of narcissism is good to help you survive. Sure. sure. You should be thinking about your own needs. Yeah. You know, it's definitely good to kind of slow down and think about things, the freeze type. It's mm -hmm. definitely good to, um, to get out of a situation, you know? Yep. And fawning is kind of a polarizing thing. Like as a survival skill term or a polarizing subject both concept both like being codependent like i it's hard to turn that into something positive for me um it's good to be aware of other people's needs hmm. and be willing to kind of compromise sometimes but not not in an abusive situation you don't want to compromise you just want to that's where the flight hmm. comes and that's where the kind of the fight like standing up for your needs and being you know empowered comes in yeah like asserting your own autonomy yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah i am me this is what i need yeah and I, yeah and but yeah the, the defense mechanisms are yeah are and so um in, in the book it's talking about how to treat complex ptsd one of the things is as children you know many of us felt kind of helpless mm -hmm. and so healthy anger right you know anger at the so he specifically he's talking about when you have a trigger, when you have something that's scary to you, is to be kind of healthily angry mm. at at the source. At the source. And so that involves deconstructing your, your um, kind of cognitive distortions, okay. things that you think that are thinking errors. You know, like it's all my fault, or I'm worthless, and so this is why the person did it to me, or right. some other ones might be. This always happens, you know. Mm. I'm broken and I don't deserve love and I deserve what happened. There's a lot of things. What what kind of things can you think of that cognitive thinking errors? You you Bro. you deal with them at your job probably all the time. Yeah. I mean, so things like if someone's being hell of abusive, like, yo, maybe I am ugly, like maybe I am fat, like maybe this person who is beating on me, like, yeah, maybe I am stupid. I do need to get hit upside the head a few times. Like maybe I am, you know, like not worthy like maybe because of and this is one that like this is one that i actually struggle with like yeah even though i've served yeah even though i've gotten better uh, veterans benefits whatever like even though i'm working part-time yeah like what if you know i get this thought like yo maybe i'm not making enough money like maybe i need to be you know doing more maybe i'm not worthy maybe i'm not a good enough person you know like it's it's rough like that shit's yeah. hard especially in the society where we say you know the more money you make, the more free you feel. And why is it that people who are working with people in crisis and trauma are not making enough money to feel as though they're working with people in crisis and trauma? You know what I mean? We at least deserve like a yearly vacation 
to Vegas, you know, and, and like some spending money or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so it's like, um, it, it's hard sometimes, you know, to to break that thought process to say, you know, maybe I'm not feeling the best, and that's okay, but that doesn't mean this negative feeling is indicative of who I am, like yeah. as a complete and whole person, right? Yeah, and so it's hard to like to break that thought, like to break that thought process because it's so easy. It is hard. It's, it's like it's in for people who have complex trauma, like these negative thoughts just come. So it's, it's second nature, right? Like as you're thinking about fucking, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? Like, it's just like, no. you're a piece of shit. I fucking hate you. And you, to yourself, and yeah. it's just like how to break that down. I'll tell it. you, like I'm a goddamn fucking therapist and I just did it like two weeks ago. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it takes um, a lot of work. The attitude you have, you're, you're wearing a shirt for our listeners says always ready, never scared. Let's go. So you kind of need to have that that attitude, and that's where the kind of the like the fight, mm-hmm. like we're talking about some some narcissism's good, you know, yeah, like, some healthy anger. Yeah, like freaking again, like like your own autonomy, right? Like yeah. being asserting your own autonomy. Yeah, I'll I'll give you some examples of this. I've had like issue when I have drama with somebody or like somebody, you know, I kind of have to kind of go back, you know, like if it's not my fault and I did, I, and I generally, somebody did me wrong instead of me like wondering like, Oh, why am I so worthless? Or I have to kind of fight for myself yeah, and be like, no, fuck this person. Like they did me wrong. Yeah. Obviously you don't always want to have that attitude. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> if some, you're in court and the, uh, the judge is asking you to do something, you don't want to have that attitude. Right. Because sometimes, Adam did not say that. <laughs> sometimes you are wrong. Yes. And you have to just hold that L. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to learn how to process that feeling of, like, yeah. I now need to <clears throat> adjust something that I was thinking or doing, and now I need to get on the right path, quote, yeah. unquote, get my shit together. That's why there's therapists to kind of break down, like, put you in perspective, like, okay, like, this is when you need to fight. This is when you need to just get out, you know, kind of thing. Yep. Or just a really good friend. That, too. But some people don't have those. Yep. So... Um, Rough. shout out to Tony for being just a great dude. I try I to bro. say I fucking try. I could, I could come to Tony with any problem and be like, that's let's deal with it. You know, let's, fuck, let's do it, bro. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like that's so, what I'm here for. And I'm, I'm here for you too. You bless, know, bro. Bless, bless. um, so yeah. anyway, yeah, you f- standing up for yourself in that, that situation, you know, yep. um, when you feel powerless, when you feel those feelings coming on of, oh, I'm so worthless or I'm so mm-hmm. whatever. And so just to clarify real quick, like yeah. standing up for yourself for yourself in those moments, you know, don't flip it and just become aggressive, right? Be no. like, okay, I'm, you are now saying, okay, because of this, I'm feeling powerless. I'm feeling like I'm needing to assert myself, whatever. And then say, okay, I respect myself enough to say this is what I'm needing and this is what I'm requesting from whomever whatever situation and you know just being okay with the outcome not saying hey i i'm going to have you motherfucker you better do this shit you piece of motherfucker like i am tony like see that's that's when we with the narcissism goes too too far and right? i will like, say if you're gonna do that don't cite me or tony in that like that's your that's your problem bro you doing that like i said the same therapy you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I am not responsible for anything that you say or do as a person. Like, I'm only responsible for me. The judge does not recognize the authority of this podcast. They won't care if we said I something. Don't, <laughs> bro, I don't. Hey, so what I'm saying is, 
being mindful of your needs and being mindful of the avenues that you can utilize to get those needs met is important. Yeah. So do that shit. Yeah. And I will say, if you are in an ongoing situation with this, like do what you need to do to get safe, you know, whether that's going to a shelter or whatever it is, you know, or just staying home or fucking whatever, or whatever it is, go to your friend's house, whatever. Yeah. Get help. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So if you or anyone, you know, are struggling with issues relating to complex trauma, uh, please seek help. Please help one another. This world is fucking wild. Um, To quote High School Musical, though, we're all in this together. Okay. We are in this together. (laughs) I mean, technically, technically he's not wrong. But um, I thought you said you wanted me to cite my sources. Wow. Disney's going to come knocking on our door if we get huge. So there you go. So we we might actually have to clip that. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not even trying to fuck around, bro. (laughs) Not even trying to fuck around. But yo, uh, yeah, fucking be good to each other. Yeah. Keep trying. We out here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, for sure, though, next week or the next couple weeks, these episodes are going to be fucking rough. Um, It's going to be hard. It's going to be. Yeah. uh, Get get your shit waiters on. Get your shit waiters on, pull up the boots. Shit kicking boots. Yeah, because uh, it's going to be rough. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If, if you need, get you some wine or get you some. Or some or a healthy wine, company of somebody some, else that you love. Right. Or some company. Or, I don't know. Maybe Naruto. Not, I mean, don't, whatever don't, it is. don't watch Naruto because you need to be listening to the true, podcast. True, true. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we out. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I had.